know how I told you last weekend we went to Six Flags? Mm-hmm. Um, we were out, you know, I sunscreened up, you know. Um, <laughs> Carolina made sure I was covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, but I guess my body just is not used to um, vitamin D or something. <laughs> because my entire face was just red <laughs> by the end of the day. Oh, no. And it's I'm at this stage now. It's like literally just my forehead that they had at the worst. But I'm like peeling. So oh, all day I'm like pulling like skin off of my head and I I I felt like chop top from <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 2. You know how he's like scratching his dome and yeah. like picking off like chunks of meat and just eating it. <laughs> I'm not eating my dead skin. But have you gotten out a clothes hanger yet and like bent it in a yeah, way that you can just scratch just your head? Just start scraping at it. Yeah. Till it starts bleeding like mm. <laughs> my coworkers are just all staring at me like what the fuck that you start you start asking caroline if you can get a surgery where they could put a metal scalp yeah under your I think skin i need a the sunburn's so bad i think i just need a metal i want a reflective dome here i want to send the, <laughs> the uv rays back at the sun like a counter attack oh god i want to uno reverse card it you know <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just wanted to tell you that this week I've been feeling like Chop Top. <laughs> That's, it's been so hot out, honestly. It's been so yeah, bad. I'm not used to it. No, it's awful. The sun is just Our, beating down anytime you go outside. Right now, I'm sweating. and I'm just sitting in a room with a fan directly on me. Because <laughs> this one room in our apartment does no AC. Oh, God. That's awful. Yeah, so... That yeah, I don't know if for people who have families mm-hmm. how like they could someone could like live in this room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, if that was someone's like bedroom <laughs> or something. I, I this okay. This is gonna be a very you know uh it's very specific. Like, have you ever just felt a way and it brings you back to like a time? You know, where like oh. my room at my parents' house for some reason. Like, the ventilation just wasn't good. So, like, AC just would not get up there. So, in the summers, I'm gaming. You know, it's the Saturday, like, (laughs) 2009 or 2010, whatever. (laughs) You know? I'm in my room, sitting on a chair, like, right in front of my TV because I'm, like, blind. Just sweating. I'm, like, literally in my underwear. Just three fans going, windows open, just playing, like... (laughs) assassin's creed brotherhood or something at like three in the morning (laughs) so whenever i'm indoors and i'm like sweating i always think of that (laughs) when i'm like in a room without good like air circulation (laughs) so it it at least gives you a good memory even if you are sweating your ass off yeah i guess i mean (laughs) what it really does is it brings me back to a simpler time where i wish i was (laughs) And it just fills me with existential dread <laughs> that I'll never get that back until I'm probably like 70 and retired yeah. and hate my life and playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood remake. <laughs> you have to play it on Steam 2.0. Yeah, Steam 2.0. Um, after Call of Duty 89 has come out. <laughs> um, but you know what world is probably pretty hot. <laughs> oh god <laughs> the world of mad god nice i like the lead the, in the segue yeah i like that 
<laughs> so the the film we watched today is uh mad god directed by phil Tippett, and i i was gonna say this movie came out this year but it's a very strange movie that has i guess come out over the course of 30 years <laughs> yeah i read about that i read some interview with Where- him it's kind of crazy it's kind of like in parts, and then they've stitched it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what makes this so unique is the fact it was made over 30 years, and it was literally like a passion project. Yeah. Uh, which explains a lot when you watch it, how much <laughs> love and care is in it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Phil Tippett is the guy who's done a ton of stop motion and like CG work. Uh, most notably for Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Uh, he did RoboCop, uh, Starship Troopers. I guess he did a lot of like spaceship designs and like alien designs for those movies as well. Oh, that's cool. So that's like really he's neat. the guy that like sculpts the stuff. Like he like came up with the stuff on his own. So oh he's just God. a guy who just loves making freaks and i respect that a lot yeah i hope he made some of those uh those bar patrons on tattooing in episode four because some of those guys have oh yeah have pretty really cool designs yeah because he does like prosthetics and stuff he has like his own studio yeah yeah that, uh, and that i guess surprised me he was kind of like uh changed the way of mixing like stop motion and cg like he kind of was like uh, there when everything was stop motion it was there when it kind of converted in the 2000s to like CGI and computer graphics and he kind of like evolved with it mm-hmm. in a way so oh, interesting it's pretty cool uh, I've been watching a lot of interviews with him and he seems just like a really chill dude you know mm-hmm. Um. yeah but essentially like he started this 30 years ago this Mad God project and he was working on it just for fun like as a hobby and then the reason he said it took him so long was because he was shooting on 35 millimeter and then like digital came out oh and he was like well i don't know if i want to like go on with this you know Mm -hmm. with this new thing so what he did i guess he was like screw it like i'm not gonna work on it and it sat for like 10 years and then in the 2000s, he was, like, archiving the film with, like, some of his buddies who are also, like, in the, the same field. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what is this? Like, is this some movie? And he's like, oh, it's just, like, a project. And they, like, watched, like, what he had and was like, dude, you got to, like, keep this up and keep going. So he picked it up, like, 20 years later uh, and, like, just started working on it in weekends and, like, at nights. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, and he talked, and that really helps the movie, because he was basically saying, he's like, you're making a movie, like, professionally, you have a budget, you have time constraints, you have all these things that go into it, that he just didn't have. Mm -hmm. Like, he was literally just, like, Saturday, he just got a couple people to help, you know, he'd work on it, Mm -hmm. call it a day, um... And he was also talking about how, like, the amount of time it took him actually helped the narrative because he didn't feel constrained to write a story. Like, we got to shoot this scene this way, got to shoot this scene this way. It was just literally, like, 
he would come up with something and be like, oh, okay, let's do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And you think I feel like most artists would probably, like, crack under that, where they would constantly, like, changing and rewriting it. Right. But he explained it, like, basically it allowed his, like, unconscious to pick up on the ideas. That's pretty cool. That's... Just passively think about it and just add on rather than, like, redoing Oh, okay. So, he, so when he came up with like a mm-hmm. new idea, he wouldn't like go back and like fix previous stuff to like fit with it. He would just keep on going yeah, with the he, process, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Just like, oh, okay, like this is a cool idea. That's why there's not really like a clear narrative, like cut and dry. Yeah. Considering there's no even words in this. <laughs> yeah, there's no dialogue at all. There's no dialogue at all. <laughs> just gurgles and screams. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so like it basically he wasn't constricted of making a plot like my character has to do this, has to go here, has to do this, and this is the ending. It was just a, a just a amalgamation of all his ideas. That's pretty cool. And it explains a lot when you watch it, and I think that's why it's so good. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's kind of I, crazy that it, it is that amalgamation of ideas, but it still feels like a cohesive piece of art like yeah and it's very clear at least thematically i think it's very clear yeah yeah for sure on what it's trying to convey mm-hmm. um i mean i i i liked it a lot i'm i'm typically not like i appreciate animation right and stop motion yeah um especially stop motion because it takes so long mm-hmm. to do i mean what it took him 20 years to just make an hour and 20 minute thing you know (laughs) yeah yeah um but i it just doesn't do much for me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um like i love wes anderson you know i'm a big anderson guy uh but some of my least favorite movies of his are like fantastic mr fox and isle of dogs not not that they're bad movies you know Mm -hmm. it's just me personally i don't get into like that kind of stuff the Um, animation or something yeah, just animation in general. Like, I yeah. typically don't watch animated movies at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, like, very, like, okay, this is cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I really wanted to watch it initially just because I, I heard it was stop motion. I saw the trailer for it, and it looked, like, really rad. And I was mm-hmm. also thinking, like, I don't, I don't, I can't really think of, like, a... A stop motion, like really edgy, like horror movie that has ever yeah. been done before, that I could think and, of. And what I think makes it so horrifying is one, the content of it, obviously. Yeah. But there's something about in horror that I love when something is so real but off. You know. Hmm. Like this stuff is all horrifying, but because it's stop motion, it's like textures that like I we know and understand you know mm-hmm. so it adds like a level to it that makes it feel almost more real yeah almost like i guess surreal i guess is the word but i wouldn't even call it that surreal <laughs> I, it's weird I, it, it it's like if they made little big planet a horror game <laughs> you know yeah I get like what you if mean. the sack boys were all depraved <laughs> And wanted to kill and fuck each other. <laughs> I actually saw a quote from uh, Phil Tippett uh, about this movie, about the making of this movie. 
and just the CGI versus stop motion in general. Yeah. That I thought like made a lot of sense to me. And I think ties into what you're talking about where he was like, you know, CGI, it looks real, but it doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. And like stop motion looks real, but doesn't feel real. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what he right. means? Like, and I think that is, that is true. Cause it has like a really uncanny look to it. I know we've mentioned yeah. it briefly in the puppet master thing when they, the stop motion segments for that, yeah, but exactly just something about the way it looks is like really unsettling. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to describe. <laughs> Cause it's like, it's like it's in our world, but it's not at the same time. Right. Yeah. You're like that. That is a real object that I'm looking at, but it should not be moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should not be moving around and making <laughs> noise, you know? It's like it's like just off enough, like it's like cursed images, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is that's very Where true. It's like it's real, but I don't think it is. <laughs> um, and I mean that's awesome. And one thing, okay, my one gripe with this movie is I wasn't too big of a fan of the live action mixed in. Oh yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I, not that it. I thought it was bad. I just, I just thought everything else was so cool that I, it kind of took me out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And I think I understand why, I mean, you would need to, Mm -hmm. but it just seemed, I don't know, kind of a little forced. Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) I assumed it was something with just the budget, like, or like, cause I mean, I noticed a lot of the live action stuff, most of it at least was stuff that like I was thinking like from a filming perspective and like making the model, like how hard that would be like when it does a lot of close-up shots of the, the, I don't even know what to call him. I guess his credit is the last man, the main He's, our the, protagonist. Uh, the guy. Yeah. The oh, guy yeah, with yeah. the gas mask. Yeah. He's like, uh, called the assassin. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, I noticed that, like a lot of the shots that were real were like sh- close up shots of his like hand like moving or like flipping a switch right. or like opening up the map and i was like i guess mm-hmm. that would be hard to do stop stop motion cuz oh yeah that'd to, be so tedious yeah you have to make like a giant model that the camera can actually film of his hands and like his whole torso and hands how many bones and joints are in that yeah 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 exactly that's what i was thinking so i was like i i guess i understand why they did some of that but yeah, I, I agree, and especially later in the movie when there is just straight up like live action characters thrown in, I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of wish that was more stop motiony, or they at least tried to make it look stop motiony, you know. And one thing I liked about this a lot, I, at first I was confused, and then I just rolled with it, is like the scale of this world. Like I don't understand if the character, I'm like, is the assassin a, a little man? Like, is he like a little toy man? Yeah, you know, because everything's so big. <laughs> and then when you see the humans, that's when I kind of got a scale. Like, oh no, everything is just really like big and piled on top of each other. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's kind of what I got too. Because yeah. I, I got a lot for me. I've got a lot of Eraserhead vibes where. Um, like in a racer head, the setting is almost a character of itself. Mm. And I think that goes for this world. Yeah. Yeah. Where 
I am just fascinated by this world. <laughs> and it's great because it like doesn't explain anything. Mm-hmm. You just get it. <laughs> and I love like I love uh, movies, games, uh, comics, any any form of media of cool world building. Mm-hmm. That's why I love like Blade Runner so much. Um, and I, I know bad world building when they have to explain everything about the world. <laughs> like, oh, look at that contraption. It's a super toothbrusher. It brushes your teeth for you. You know, it's like you don't need to explain that. Mm-hmm. They, they, um, that and that this, stuff is all tertiary. It can just exist. Yeah, like yeah, the important part is exists. the characters and the story. That's, you know, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this this is exactly like that. We're like, I'm just fascinated, especially kind of, I guess, the second world he goes into that was like a factory of little i don't even know if they were suicidal but i guess disposable henchmen made of like thread (laughs) yeah or like like wicker i think they were made out of but they (laughs) had like blood and guts in them yeah that was so weird (laughs) but it was like a factory world and it's like okay like the whole time you're like what are they making you know they're like all these little men and they're like getting made and then they're going and uh creating these giant blocks of metal and the metal is getting picked up and moving Mm -hmm. um and i was like oh it's fucking pointless you know (laughs) like the whole factory exists just to like almost fuel itself yeah that's what it's without any real goal or intention and just (laughs) everyone in the way is just a casualty (laughs) yeah um and like that shit's cool you know Mm mm-hmm and even like our main character was kind of like looking at it like what the fuck yeah you know yeah he was unique too because it seemed like he was you didn't like he didn't interfere in anything that was going on really no he was just like tra- he, trying to travel through it yeah and like the most human part you get is when he's about to leave that world and one of those wicker guys like branches off from his group and like goes to kind of ask him to like take him oh and you can see he kind of thinks about it mm-hmm and then just goes down, and then we see that guy get like ripped apart. <laughs> yeah, he gets like stuffed. <laughs> yeah, no, but he witnesses a lot of horrible shit. Yeah, he really does. Like, a guy getting like butchered alive, and the the like, weird like monkey that was like strapped into an electric chair. Oh yeah, and there was like a creepy doll. <laughs> That clearly has been uh, used, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she was doing, like, a masturbating motion with her hand, too. Yeah. Like she was, like, trying to masturbate or something. Really, And she was all, like, dismembered. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I, I expected, I have, in a, in a lesser movie, he would have, like, unchained that monkey, and then he would have been his talking yeah. sidekick or something. That's what all I was right, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a lesser, I think greater movie would be the word. <laughs> no. You Those... give me a talking monkey, 10 out of 10 movie right there. Sure. I don't need sure. anything else. I mean, imagine like Whiplash if Miles Teller had a talking monkey with him. That would make it somewhat better, I think. You know? Yeah? Yeah, I think so. And then he gets mad because the monkey's better at playing drums. Yeah, the, the monkey takes more. over. 
Yeah, and he's like, bro, we were in this together. <laughs> yeah, it's like an just... underdog movie about the monkey, like yeah. usurping him. I would watch and that. And Fletcher only likes him because he just throws his shit at everybody. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I like that energy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Anyone that makes a mistake gets a piece of shit thrown in their face. Yeah, thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, some guy hits like a C note and he's like, monkey, shit. And he's like, oh, and just throws it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I love now our just... whiplash tangents that we go on every once in a while. I don't know why. I uh, I just <laughs> always go to whiplash. I just thought what is like the most serious movie that does like a a comical role would completely ruin <laughs> and i was like oh whiplash yeah that's you know? a pretty clear example <laughs> like imagine if they had like a marvel hero hero in the whiplash oh god movie him making cracks and fletcher just breaking his spine <laughs> i want to see uh fletcher drive star lord to suicide <laughs> oh god just verbally assaulting him over like <laughs> he's not on tempo That'd he's like but brutal. my dad's mixtape fuck your dad's mixtape and he snaps it <laughs> so that's some pussy shit that should have been a bit in, in the Doctor Strange movie Multiverse of Madness they like briefly go to like the whiplash world oh there you go and in order, in order to survive Doctor Strange is learning how to play an instrument <laughs> <laughs> he has to go through Fletcher's glass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You market the movie awesome. as like a normal like Doctor Strange multiverse movie and like really an hour and a half is just in that world of like Doctor Strange doing a remake of Whiplash basically. J.K. Simmons just verbally assaulting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Anything but, um, would be better. Yeah, on, on the subject of music, what this film reminded me of was basically if Wes a Wes Anderson movie if it was directed by like a metal band. <laughs> That's literally like you know like 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 the like the death metal like cover arts and stuff like that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's like this movie stop motion. <laughs> Cuz it's really horrifying. There's a lot of horrifying shit. Oh yeah. And like I, I was thinking during it, yeah, it it almost feels like a a music video for a band at some point. Yeah. Where I was like, like, um, what's, um, there's actually a genre of metal. I want to say it's called like sludge metal. I could be completely <laughs> wrong, but it's basically like how long you can make a song using like the fewest notes. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like, so you'll have like, I, I know, I think one cool band, the bell, Witch. they have like an hour and a half song. Oh, geez. And it's awesome. But it's like I could totally see a music like that going <laughs> with these visuals. Oh yeah, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I did, I did like what they ended up going with though for the music in this because it's 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 like very juxtaposing with what's happening most of the time. Then that like first like weird impish creature appears after like the 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 like, little rap bandage man. Yeah, yeah, the rap, yeah, and then that that fucking yeah, that the, like imp with the butcher knife comes out after he catches like mm. a little rat, and yeah. like the music is like like this like like um, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of like wondrous like xylophone. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, melody. like you're entering like a fantasy world. Right. Yeah. Like a it's fun like... little. You're gonna go on an adventure. <laughs> you're you're seeing like this freakish monster, like slice this guy to death with a butcher knife. <laughs> yeah. It just it really worked for it, and it's weird because then that music also helped in moments like um, what we were talking about before, where we saw that that one that that little wrapped man that gets like separated from the rest of his group and like the mm-hmm. the assassin like thinks about helping it's like there's yeah. like kind of like the music was like fitting for that moment like oddly enough and it just like mm-hmm. continues as the guy gets like stomped by yeah stomped and killed he's getting like crushed by a bunch of like giant men i don't know what they really were yeah there's freakish things yeah very weird looking. pretty much everyone in this world is like a freak yeah it's it's true if there were a like, movie more full of freaks i'd love to see it this is has to be the epitome of that and this world is just so cool because it's like clearly like at the top there's like a big tower right yeah and you keep going down and it almost seems like there's more and more like decay like the farther down you go the less control whoever the people control the top have you know <laughs> yeah because like he drops down in this balloon and they're like shooting guns at him and the guns don't even seem like they know what's going on you know oh like oh something in the sky uh aim over there and they're just kind of aimlessly firing right they're just shooting at it just because there's something there <laughs> yeah yeah and he like drops down and you see him going through like you see all these almost like roman statues that are like decaying mm-hmm. and like pillars and like i interpret it as like all these civilizations that have like fallen and it's almost like they just keep building and building upon each failed civilization or failed whatever society that's what i was thinking too yeah and each one is almost just like a worse cesspool of filth (laughs) than the last yeah and as you go down it's just darker and weirder and yeah that was cool it's like uh this game would make a good uh roguelite (laughs) it kind of would this would be like like a cool world to have a video game but it's mad god yeah oh yeah this game would be awesome. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> he, uh, he reminded yeah. me a lot of the um, the assassin. Like he reminded me a lot of like like Fallout. I don't know why. Yeah. Like the NCR no, it's troopers. The mask. He he looks like the NCR Rangers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's got that long coat. He's got the gas mask combined with the helmet. Mm-hmm. He's got the cool little like headlamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of neat. yeah fashion (laughs) you definitely look cool (laughs) yeah and i was surprised with how gory this kind of got oh yeah when they're the surgery scene when they're literally like peeling off his skin oh god yeah yeah and that that shot of like the real human eye (laughs) yeah i'm like oh and he was like still alive somehow after all that which is creepy after they like stripped his skin and they like pan out it reminded me of that shot of like cabin in the woods when you see all those rooms of all the different like monsters and stuff oh yeah i could see that but it's like all these people that are just like aftermath of like the surgeries <laughs> so it's just a bunch of like dismembered and just open bodies <laughs> yeah it's awesome it's, it's grotesque it really is <laughs> that part made me sick to my stomach when they start pulling out of all those things from him inside oh, of him. yeah 
they like open them up and it's like a bunch of coins. <laughs> yeah, for some and reason. And a bunch of books. <laughs> it's like not even coins, it's like gold. It's like gold trinkets and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> um well, I kind of got the vibe uh that they were Nazis. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that was almost uh, supposed to be like the because you know like Nazi gold and stuff like that, mm. like um the stuff that they all the stuff they stole, and like it almost like like because he starts pulling out like money, so you got like like wealth and greed, blah blah blah, and then he's supposed to pulling out the books, which is like knowledge, you know. Oh, okay. But the thing is, the guy is like throwing away everything. Yeah, and and like he doesn't give a shit about that. <laughs> And he he pulls out a little fetus thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this is spoiler territory at this point. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> because it's Im- it's impossible to like. I could probably tell you like just things in this movie, and it still wouldn't be spoilers. Yeah, it's just like, like I could tell you kind exactly what happens. It's like I can't even justify like it. Like you have to see it. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't do it I'm justice sure, just to describe it because it's like it's very visual. It really is. Because I'm sure our descriptions are probably uh, you're thinking something else. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you see, it, you're like, okay. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, let's just let's just go into. I guess we could call it the plot. Sure. <laughs> or Phil in the inter- one interview I watched with uh, Phil Tippett, the guy was like, "So what's the plot?" You know, this was before the movie was out, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Um, it's a narrative." <laughs> like that's how he put it. And after seeing the movie, I'm like, "Okay, I get it now." You know? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but but I mean, it starts with uh, our character, the assassin, and almost like it looks kind of like an escape pod tied to a balloon getting dropped into this world Mm -hmm. and he goes down for what seems like a super long time yeah and it's like all these cool like worlds and civilizations and there's a point where there's just giant skeletons (laughs) like which remind it gave me huge like dark souls bloodborne kind of vibes oh i could totally see that yeah i can see this movie uh thematically lining up a lot with like bloodborne Mm -hmm. and like dark souls and those kind of the idea of like decay and repeating the past and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah he's going through all these worlds and he uh eventually lands where he sees um yeah that creature who gets chopped up by this butcher man creature freak <laughs> i don't know how to really describe him uh, but there's one shot and i like that's when it hit me what kind of like movie this was gonna be where like when he first lands he uh takes his uh binoculars and looks into this like apartment building and there's like a guy watching tv um someone like fucking and then or i think he's like masturbating there's like a bunch of just horrid shit yeah. And then one of them was like a guy stabbing a woman and she's like moaning and laughing <laughs> yeah. as she's getting stabbed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's really weird. 
Um, but yeah, but the assassin, he pulls out like this map and every time he opens it, it like crumbles apart, like mm-hmm. pieces fall off. Uh, eventually he goes down to the next world that is, I think my favorite part of the movie was this like factory industrial world mm. that was ruled by a baby. Uh, yeah. It's just like a baby. It's, just, it's like a it's baby like a with like, but like it has full adult decaying human teeth. <laughs> and it's like on a bunch of tv screens it almost reminded me i don't know if have you ever played the old like fallout games like fallout one and two oh i've seen gameplay of them i never played it reminds me of like when you talk to characters like that oh okay i could i could see that um but that same kind of like visual aesthetic of just really like grungy and gross But yeah, and he's like barking orders and basically all these little workers are just getting killed constantly in the process of whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah, they're like killing each other or like accidentally yeah. killing each other. It's weird. Like they're like moving giant like blocks and the blocks will just tip over and crush them like it's nothing. Right. <laughs> and then the others come and they sweep off like the guts or whatever. And then those guys fall into a pit of fire and burn <laughs> off, which then fuels something else. And it's like... It's like a Rube Goldberg of suicide. <laughs> like, and it's so bizarre. And the it whole really time they're is. like, what, what are they making? And you realize just nothing. <laughs> like just, I mean, I, I, I assume that's supposed to be a commentary on like, like workforce and stuff like that mentality. Yeah. You know? That's definitely what I got from it. I, I was this is where I could really see where this movie was going thematically. Yeah. Like when they got to this part, I was like, it's oh, like okay. a commentary on different levels of society. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he, he eventually moves on from there and he finds a large pile of briefcases and the whole time he's been carrying a briefcase. Um, and at this point his map has like crumbled and he has like no map left. So, I guess the briefcase was a bomb. <laughs> uh, and it's safe to assume by all the other briefcases, they have sent other people to do the same job and have failed at the same part. Right, yeah. Uh, and as he's setting it, he sets it, but then a creature grabs him and pulls him away. But the bomb, like, basically it's on like a timer and it gets to the last second and gets stuck. Right. Like, it's, like, going back between, like, one and two, but it won't go to, like, the zero. (laughs) And there's, like, a lot of tension, too, because that's going. And then, um, meanwhile, he's getting, like, pulled away, and he's, like, trying to escape. And, I mean, it's also safe to say that that was, like, a suicide mission for the guy as well. Yeah, I would assume he was not getting out of that. (laughs) There's no way. Because it was, like, a 60-second timer. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, so the, the creature takes him... Uh, to this lab in front of an audience and they like strip him and peel off his skin and everyone claps uh, and this is where they uh, eventually pull him apart and they dig in his insides where like they throw out gold and they throw out uh, the the books and then they eventually get this little like baby thing <laughs> It's like a larva, kinda. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a larva. It, it that that's where a racerhead baby came to mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I then I realized, like, okay, maybe this assassin guy is like something made 
in a lab to do this one job. And then we find out it, we go all the way back up to the surface or I guess above this world where you have like a real life mad scientist who is making these assassin guys. Yeah. And basically they just send them in one by one. <laughs> um, which is really funny because they just do the same thing over and over without changing the plan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they drop into another another assassin and he gets on a bike that eventually breaks down and then he gets in a jeep and then he goes through like a war zone. Mhm. I um, I actually interpreted this as the same assassin that we saw before. Oh, like like he, almost like Dark Souls. Yeah, cuz he cuz when it like when they have him on the table, they like drill something into his head. And then it like goes into his yeah. eye. So then I yeah. was like, oh, is this a flashback? And then later after this part is over, it goes back to that surgery table picking up where we left off before. Mm-hmm. So I assume this is just like a past memory that oh, this guy. Past memory. Yeah, that where he's done There's a job There's also like, like an this. army of them. But I think you might be right. Yeah, like that's, that's like past stuff. Like maybe most of the army is gone now or something. Like, I don't know. And he's remembering like a more alive era where more people were around i'm not really sure <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah it was very confusing it i was. took it as just there's someone up there that just wants to blow up this world yeah like yeah. just wipe just end it <laughs> um yeah but the the nurse uh then takes that baby um to this very uh warded man this warded dog thing um <laughs> Who is currently feeding, like, this really bright, like, aquarium? Oh, yeah. Where everything seems, like, the... fine. Yeah. <laughs> but either, either way, uh, he gets it, and then my interpretation, the Mad God, comes in. Oh, okay. And that is, it's like a Plague Doctor-looking guy. Mm. He looks kind of like Bloodhound from Apex. <laughs> But um, I can see that the skull and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a skull mixed with a plague doctor that has those like uh, samurai hats, you know, like the round. Oh uh, yeah, hats like that. But um, yeah. So he takes the baby and he mashes it and turns it to dust. Or no, they they, they mash the baby, they cook it into like an ingot, like an iron ingot, <laughs> and then they crush it. And then he blows the dust into this hole in the wall. <laughs> and it, my interpretation is it creates a whole new universe because you see, um, like the Big Bang happen. Mm. Well, you see, like, all this, like, huge universe. Then you see, uh, like the Big Bang. Then you see all these, like, civilizations starting and falling, starting and falling, starting and falling. Um, Basically, until they get to the point they're at right now, and then a black hole is created and the movie's over. <laughs> like, I, it, it's just the most surreal thing, and then just boom, black. It's just over. It's over. <laughs> Which is awesome. I love it. Yeah, it was really weird and unsettling. <laughs> um,. So I'll I'll go into my interpretation first. <laughs> okay. 
and and see see if you have something else or have come to the same idea yeah um but i i think it it is essentially you know the the mad god is desperately trying to you know create like these universes that essentially will work Mm -hmm. um but they keep imploding on themselves (laughs) <laughs> um because of everything you know like society uh just uh, man all that shit mm-hmm. uh but it's almost like this insane cyclical cycle of just like constant decay i think <laughs> to the point where he just gives up and just destroys everything yeah being like the mad god mm-hmm that's kind of how I read it. Obviously, like each layer, like I think each scene kind of represents something else, like a commentary on like uh, society or government and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we would need to break that down like scene by scene because <laughs> um, there's so much. Yeah. But um, what 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 did you kind of come up with? I had the similar thing, but I would I I don't think that that character is supposed to be the mad god. Ooh, I okay. think that the at the end when like after he blows the dust into the whatever that was, yeah, he, um, yeah, I feel like he's just like on a random like agent who's trying to like help the world or like reset the world, like basically. a prophet. Or I don't know. It's like I don't know what he is, but I think I think his motivation is that he wants to reset the world because everything sucks. And yeah. that's why he gets the baby and everything, and he has to like do all this. But I think what we're seeing is because there's a lot of like imagery of clocks and stuff, and like yeah, rewinding or whatever. I think he by doing that he reset the world, and then you see like everything just happened again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it like starts out with yeah. like a, a like a city that looks a lot like cities that we have now, where right. the sun is like up, it looks normal, looks beautiful or whatever, and then it's like someone like plants a bomb and blows it up and then it looks like it goes through all the same stages and then we end up back to where we left off before he reset it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, and I also think this because I saw earlier in the movie, there's like graffiti on the wall that says something like God yeah. is reset or something like that. Yeah. So I think the, he's like trying to, they're trying to reset the world because it sucks and we've seen how horrible it is or whatever. Yeah. So I think the the mad god, I think we only see his reflection because at the end of the movie, there's that room it shows where there's all those clocks like ticking and there's like a cuckoo clock. And yeah. then there's somebody looking into like a, like a, like a, like a beaker of liquid. And it's like this face that we've okay. never seen before. So I think he, the mad god is the one that's watching all of this happen and like not, just like observing, not helping. Yeah. And he's basically like, waiting for the world to change or that okay. like because i think overall i think that's the message of this film is that you know we can't like i feel like it it's supposed to be like a dark like exaggerated reflection of the world that we live in now where like mm-hmm. we basically exist and subsist on violence and like dog eat dog like those like yeah those like wrapped people are like fucking um killing each other just working the going about their normal lives and i feel like right and even the in the professional world in our world it's like you have to you're expected to step on each other to get to the top yeah yeah and like i feel like that was an example of that and the world just sucks and 
feel like in real life we're destroying our, the earth as we go along yeah. um, exactly. because we're so complacent. And I feel like a lot of the characters in the movie showed a lot of complacency. I think that yeah, was like they're their, fine with it. Yeah, that was their issue. Like even the the main character, the assassin, like his map keeps falling apart. But he doesn't really do anything about it. Like he mm-hmm. just like lets it fall apart. And then when it's falling yeah, he's apart, like, okay. he's like, okay, whatever, I don't care. It's like none of the characters, like especially our assassin character, want to make a change. And I think that's why no. they're stuck in this cycle. Where they, it keeps getting to that point, and then the guy resets it, and then they're back, and they have hope again. But then they fuck it up by being violent and wanting to like blow each other up, and like yeah. existing on war. And we see everyone seems to just want to kill each other. Like that world he went to was just a bunch of people shooting each other. Yeah, <laughs> like right. that blue like world. It's just mm-hmm. it was like and there's that world just tanks and fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so i think yeah and there's that that thing at the it starts with like a bible verse at the beginning or it's like leviticus where yeah i guess i think you're supposed to think at the beginning that like oh the god is going to be actively doing something like that but it's it's really just if you don't follow like my word or whatever you're just going to do that to yourselves i don't have to do a fucking thing (laughs) right like you all are just going to kill each other and make a horrible and uninhabitable world for each other and i'm not going to do anything about it yeah i'm just going to sit up here and watch and wait for you to change (laughs) see that's why i interpreted the the mad god as that uh witch doctor guy because Mm -hmm. he's like resetting the world and it's just the same thing it's like the cyclical cycle of the same thing happening and happening over again and like only like a madman like that's like the definition of insanity oh doing the same thing over and over doing the same thing over and over it's clear that he's like like he knows what he's doing like that whole (laughs) process wasn't like new to him you know so that's how i kind of that's why i interpreted him as the mad god but oh, okay. I think in the end, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> who it is. It could be that weird little pus-filled man that <laughs> is like the assistant. <laughs> and I don't think it changes anything. Yeah, the only reason I thought that that the mad guy was like that thing at the end where it shows that room full of like clocks and books and stuff. Was just, I didn't know mm-hmm. how else to explain that. Well, like because you see, there's someone's like reflection, like as if they're like looking at whatever we just saw i don't know it was like it was very weird <laughs> so but it that would yeah. make sense too if that guy was the 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 mad god as well like but i think either way no matter who it is it's the same thing happening yeah yeah, yeah. it's is god just sit, hitting like okay you fucked up it's uh, a <laughs> yeah, let's try that let's again. retry that yeah i definitely took it it's it's like a very depressing movie it's very pessimistic oh yeah yeah it's like wow and the world is shitty it's so funny because you see like phil Tippett like talk about this project and the dude looks like santa claus and he's so jolly <laughs> yeah like he's just casually talk like he's just is a fun guy you know <laughs> like an easygoing dude but then it's just like all this stuff yeah, it's hard to imagine uh, well, that the mind who, like, the guy, this guy worked on, like, fucking Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Is making shit like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really weird. Well, I mean, it's the same way, like, David Lynch, you know? Mm. Like, all his work, especially, like, his, like, paintings and stuff, like, and you talk to him, and he's, like, the nicest, sweetest man, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And, he, so, and then he, he brings you down to his basement. And he has a bunch of dissected dead animals. Yeah. And decaying fruit. He's like, you want fruit. I've been decaying this ferret for a while. You want to <laughs> You want to take wanna a look? <laughs> that is my Don't favorite kids, David Lynch story when him and his dad went down to his basement. Yeah. And he, he saw David, all that. Never have kids. <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorites is the when he was like waiting for college, like he moved up there like two weeks early and like his parents just left and he had groceries for like a week and just a radio and a chair. And he sat in the chair listening to the radio for like two weeks straight. But. <laughs> Well, the, the batteries died and he didn't have any so there's like a week he was just sitting in silence <laughs> that's so depressing <laughs> yeah and he like couldn't even explain why he did that <laughs> oh uh, god <laughs> but I mean this I think shares um a lot of themes uh, Twin Peaks has with season 3 where it is like um you know, Twin Peaks is almost like this place of comfort. Mm. Uh, and we see these characters 25 years later in The Return. And it's their children and themselves are falling for the same things they did before. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, Shelly has um, gone for another abusive guy. Uh, her daughter is going for another abusive guy. Um, Ed and Norma still aren't together uh all this stuff it's just like it's like almost like a time capsule just the same thing over and over like people aren't learning Mm -hmm. so and i think that's a very similar theme um but this is just on a grand scale like a universal level yeah (laughs) yeah yeah even that there's the contrast between seasons one and two of twin peaks to that it's like Mm -hmm. it feels so different it's like that yeah that time between those seasons like the world has gotten worse and like decayed like like how yeah. we see in mad god where like it seems like this world has just been around so long that people just build on top of each other and like yeah there's tons of failed civilizations and yeah well i mean it's like how like what like paris is built on top of like thousands of skeletons <laughs> yeah, that's like really they depressing. built they built over the city <laughs> yeah. you know yeah like that's crazy and that's awesome but like i feel like in this film uh, eventually obviously this film uh earth is probably millions of billions years old you know Mm -hmm. and we have just like built and built and built and built on top of it so it's like when one thing falls okay just you know build over it doesn't matter who gives a (laughs) shit let's try it again yeah yeah it's like yeah that's another this complacency of all the characters in it like that's their issue is that and they need to try to make like an active change rather than just wanting to start over and like you know it's weird and the main difference between i think this and like with twin peaks is like twin peaks is like a beautiful place like it's almost like a facade mm. uh but you, you know you peel back and you see all like the ugly inner workings uh but this everything is just ugly yeah it's there's you know? no beautiful parts of it <laughs> there's there's nothing nice and even that one nice thing we had that those little fish people they, i guess they were like kind of like sea monkeys oh uh you're just doing that to just eat it yeah just to kill it <laughs> yeah that was funny 
So yeah, and this is it's like a almost like a really dark comedy too. It yeah, it is. There's some funny parts to this, especially that part with the like sea monkey things. Yeah. (laughs) It's just funny for some reason just to see them, like, be so happy and, like, carefree. All of a sudden, one of them gets yeah. kidnapped by, like, an eldritch abomination. Yeah. <laughs> from below. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, like, all, like, great. the workers and how they died. It's, like, a lot of physical humor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's almost, like, a level of, like, a childlike view on it. Mm-hmm. And I think the stop motion, you know, helps it. Because everything looks like almost like it was like crafts, you know? Yeah, like it's like a play set that like a child is working with or something. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's that. basically like what it is. It really is. <laughs> it's just an amazing movie. It's like, it's just, it feels like the culmination of someone's like life work, knowing mm-hmm. knowing everything that he's been through and how, how all the movies he's worked on and all the people he's worked with. It really just feels yeah. like this, like, supreme, like, passion project that is, like... And this was really made by his friends, too. Like, the mm-hmm. reason this happened was because his friends were like, dude, make this. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? And they helped him. That's neat. So, it's just, like, him and a couple dudes hanging out. <laughs> you know? And, and again, I, I, I've said this a lot um, through these episodes, is I, I don't care about the quality of a film um or whatever as long as you can tell that there's passion behind it you're gonna have a good movie oh yeah yeah you know doesn't matter the genre doesn't matter the subject doesn't matter the budget if you if you can care and you show that care through like the art piece it's gonna be good and and this you can you can tell there's so much love like every every like frame is so detailed yeah it's every frame really it reminded me of like paintings or something like how yeah well crafted it was and that's why like i compare it to like a wes anderson movie where like everything is like perfect like you can tell phil Tippett like intentionally placed everything there Mm -hmm. like himself like he's just like yep this year even if it's just like stuff way in the background (laughs) yeah yeah it's an incredible, it's just, incredible. Work. There's, there's nothing, anything like it, and it's, it's very refreshing to watch, and it's fun, which is odd to say considering the subject matter. I mean, I think even if you're not into horror movies, if you appreciate, I guess, animation and like art, I think it's worth checking out. Oh yeah, I, I feel like yeah, most people would, would enjoy this if you're into like really artsy stuff. That is, I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, it's even just cool just seeing this medium done mm-hmm. at this level. Because there's not a lot of stop motions movies out there. No, yeah. Because of how much work it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining how yeah how horrible that would be to like make. Where mm-hmm. Oh, I, I completely forgot to mention this earlier. But I fucking read an it. interview with Phil Tippett. And he, he literally said that he had to check himself into a mental institution while he oh, was making no. this. Because oh, of, no. Because of how, like, painstaking and, like, long it was taking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I is, don't blame him. It's like, yeah, he, I, he said something about, like, he hated it while making it. But, like, now yeah. that he has distance from it, now that it's finished, he, like, really is proud of it and, like, appreciates yeah, it. Yeah, he said he's taken, had to take multiple, like, breaks from it. Right, yeah. 
I don't. And it's blame so funny because that's like his hobby, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> Foot puts himself through all this torture for his hobby. <laughs> It's like it's commendable. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool that he came back and just saw it through. Yeah, I'm wondering what he's been, what like his professional work has been. Like, what has he been doing, like in the industry, other than this? Like, I think you know, he still just does movie stuff. Like oh, he makes props and all that. That's neat. Um. Yeah, I hope he continues this. Um, mm. I think. Would, what would be really cool is he, if he just did like kind of like what he did this is make a bunch of short films after this oh yeah because i would just love to see this world more even if it's just random stuff like i don't even need a story <laughs> right you know <laughs> show me rant just a random layer of this world <laughs> it would be cool i did in the interview i read it, he did say that he was working on another project I don't remember what yeah. the fuck it was called, but I, I don't, it's, he said it's not going to be like horror oriented, but he said it was like inspired by like forties Warner brothers cartoons, whatever that means. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like, uh, I guess kind of like in the style, like cuphead and all that. Oh yeah. That would be neat. I would watch that. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. But yeah, uh, mad God it's on shutter. I believe that's really, it's a shutter exclusive yeah uh, yeah so um more reason to get shutter yeah please this is the best movie that we've watched on shutter in my opinion that the other one was sad the I've, sadness the sadness was also really good you you need to watch more Sh- shutter originals we uh <laughs> oh God. we need to uh no no there's really good ones one cut of the dead is my favorite zombie movie oh that one uh, yeah one of the most craziest like movies i've seen as far as just like what mm-hmm. like the fact they even had the idea to do that is insane um <laughs> revenge is really good like probably one of the best rape revenge movies ever oh i've i've seen so many ads for that one i should have seen that by Re- now revenge is awesome yeah i gotta watch that and it, it goes in a way where i think most of those movies need to go where it's almost like uh like there's a snap in it and it just changes mm. to like surreal where like the rules of our world are kind of thrown out the window it, and it just becomes like just a revenge quest and it's awesome <laughs> that but, sounds good um, to me i i'll i'll turn you more on the shutter <laughs> cuz right now you're surprised when a shutter movie is good and I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, this one wasn't good. That's weird because I've only seen the good ones. I just, I don't even um, remember which one I did. Oh, I guess it was Slapface. I didn't like that one that much. Okay, I'll give you that. That was not good. <laughs> but, but it was funny. It was funny. There were parts of it that I liked for sure. <laughs> there's Okay, there's one we're going to do an episode on called Furies that I watched on a whim and ended up loving it. Oh, Okay. Um, and it's like, imagine like if Dead by Daylight was a movie, <laughs> but like oh the concept, the concept of Dead by Daylight. Oh, with the entity and everything you mean? Um, like a game, like it's oh, like a game. Okay. With a bunch of like, like there's basically, I think it was like six killers and there's six survivors, but you find out each killer has a survivor linked to them. So oh. if another killer kills their person. They, I think, they, if I remember, they had a collar around their neck and their head explodes. 
So they're like killers playing a game. So it's like a game for the girls to survive and a game for the killers to kill the other girls. <laughs> and it's like super gory and it's really good. It's like really <laughs> tension filled and it's awesome. Okay, I'll have to watch that. And it's it's really unique. So I want to do an episode on that at one point. Yes, we will. Yes. <sighs> but okay, I'm week, done shilling for we're, Shudder. We're going to review the black phone or whatever. Because why not? I, it, it, hey, it's been getting really good reviews. It, no, it actually has. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm excited to see it. Unironically, <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been looking forward to this. And ever since I saw that trailer, I was like, okay, Ethan Hawke being a freak, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, especially since it's gotten good reviews. I'm like, I'm so down to see it. <laughs> I'm glad. I was scared. I mean, I would have seen it either way. Right. But. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping it's good because we, we've gotten a lot of good horror movies this year. We yeah we really have. I I'm very thankful. <laughs> 2022 has just movies in general have been good this year. <laughs> it's so true. It's not even over. It yet. is weird. I'm not used to it. <laughs> yeah, we're like halfway through. I know. I feel like everything everywhere all at once is is my best picture of the year. And I have uh, that by the it's time I saw that I was like fucking. It wasn't even like march yet <laughs> yeah so but i mean like what like we had the batman oh yeah uh everything everywhere the northman uh x was amazing all these really good movies coming out it's gonna be hard to pick my favorite horror movie because it's gonna be x or this <laughs> i kind of want to put this over it man it's because i just saw it more recently i'm not sure though well hey we still got six more months yeah we do <laughs> all right well well thanks for listening and we'll see you next time